You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number three of Leafs Guy. Jim Taddy with you. And on our broadcast today, an eye test over the first four games. Looking back over the Leafs, who now sit at three and one on the regular season. Great start for them. And they have a busy week ahead. They get Edmonton twice at home and then go on to Calgary for two. And this, of course, bleeds in the next week. Then there's two more at Edmonton and then three straight at home against Vancouver. Wow, what a journey that is. And actually, it's a pretty good journey getting to three and one on the season. There's a big evolution on this team going back to the opening night so we'll go over that later on our guest will be former Leafs assistant general manager Bill Waters at real Bill Waters is the Twitter account I promised to hand out some yes guy no guy awards very light on the no guy because the team is three and one on the regular season so here's the evolution game one went against Montreal 5-4 in overtime Five on five play, not good. Special teams bailed them out. And, of course, an overtime winner. Game two in Ottawa, 5-3 loss after the Leafs had controlled a good chunk of that game. They all admitted they took their foot off the gas. Now, admitting it is one thing. The big question is, what are you going to do about it? And they answered the next night in Ottawa with a 3-2 win. This was what I would call a baseline win, meaning that the way they played that game, and they got great goaltending from Jack Campbell, uh, certainly specific saves at the right time. The way they played that game is, is the way they have to move forward. That That's the not the least thing you can do, but that's a starting block for how you build this team. And we saw them add to it in the next game at home to Winnipeg, a 3-1 win in a game where the Leafs really showed great pace. It was a fast-played game. The Leafs controlling that, great puck control, dominant second period. The scoreboard didn't really reflect it, and they played with great poise. And I think going back to that, 3-2 win in Ottawa, they would admit to a man they stuck to the game plan and had attention to detail. And these were things that were a void for the Leafs in the past. Let's go to that 3-1 win over the Winnipeg Jets in the second period. The Leafs outshoot Winnipeg by a total of 22-6. They had nine shots on a power play that resulted eventually with a goal to John Tavares, their team captain. That happened at 5:28 of the second period. Later in that period, Marner scored. It was 2-0 at 18:39, and you're thinking the Leafs are going to head into that break with a 2-0 lead. But unfortunately, right after that, and this is uh, really commonplace for the Leafs, they got into trouble in their own zone. Connor scored for Winnipeg. So at the end of the second period, it was 2-1 for the Leafs over the Jets. Now in the past, that's been a recipe for disaster for the Leafs, but not in this particular game. The Leafs played even with the Jets and held their own in the third period, got an empty net goal to win it 3-1. But let's get to that point in the second period where they had, I think, the first 15 shots. Yes, they did. The first 15 shots of that second period. In fact, it was nine and a half minutes before the Winnipeg Jets had a shot on goal. And and really, to show for it, they have a power play goal. And then later on, they added the Marner goal. So they really only had one goal, and it was on a power play. This team can dominate you for big stretches of time, and sometimes you look up at the scoreboard and the other team's only a shot away, and that could be demoralizing for the Leafs. But in this particular game, as I said earlier, all kinds of poise here. They played like they knew they were going to win, 
and there's great chemistry developing here. Uh, they played with an interesting lineup in this game of 11 forwards and seven defensemen, uh, brought on by a, a, an injury to Nick Robertson, who left the game on Saturday, and they got into cap problems, and there's a big, long story there that we won't waste your time on, but the bottom line is they have seven defensemen and 11 forwards in this game, and I don't know exactly how many games this will track forward that way, but it is something that the Leafs have considered in the past and we will look at again in the future. But the 11 forwards all had specific roles. They seem to play for each other. The units have great chemistry. The lines have great chemistry. And then the entire 11-man forward unit has great chemistry. Some great individual performances in this game. Zach Hyman had 10 shots on goal. I mean, that's absolutely stunning. He was a hound on the puck. The guy that you notice, uh, Austin Matthews, who did not score in this game uh, but had an assist, he had five shots on goal. And, and really, if I describe to you Austin Matthews, how he looks, and John Tavares, the Leaf captain, I would say faster. So uh, two things that happened in the offseason for Austin Matthews. He worked out with Connor McDavid. He lost, I think, 10 pounds, and it's just very noticeable out there. And in the past, you would have judged Austin, Austin Matthews by his goal totals. Now you're you're looking at him, and he doesn't have the goal totals he would have had in the past. He'll probably get there anyways. I would, I would I'd be assured that, that he would get to his regular totals but this guy is is dynamic on the ice. And the other guy is Leaf Captain John Tavares, who, who is really good with the point totals. He's off to a great start, but he looks faster. And after the game against the Winnipeg Jets, his coach said as much that he worked on that in the offseason. And, and I think what, you're have, what you have happening here is the core players took it upon themselves to, you know, they've, they've suffered enough in terms of first-round eliminations that they're fed up with it. They're maturing. And they all worked on their individual uh, deficiencies, if you will, and they've, they've come together nicely. I just like looking at the leaf forwards. They've got great chemistry. The lines all mesh together nicely. Joe Thornton on the left side of Matthews and Marner, that's great. Tavares with Nylander and VCs developing nice chemistry. And in the Winnipeg game, Kerfoot between Hyman and Mikheyev certainly had its best game of the season, I would think. Spets and Simmons are now on the fourth line by themselves, and they get rotated through. Spets, of course, a, a major factor on the faceoffs, he was seven and three in the Winnipeg game, ten and zero in the Ottawa game, and unfortunately, because of salary cap considerations, they had to put him on waivers. He cleared, will be with the Leafs, and that means he can go up and down from the roster to the taxi squad without being exposed to waivers. Uh, Simmons is a going concern out there in special teams and in a regular shift as well. There was one shift where they had Thornton, Spets, and Simmons together. Very fascinating indeed. This was a great performance uh, in this three-one win over Winnipeg. For Freddie Anderson, I don't think anybody was happy with his first two starts. And Jack Campbell was certainly square to the shooter, made some big saves in the game against Ottawa. The second game, the 3-2 win on Saturday. And Freddie Anderson looked eerily similar in the game against Winnipeg. Square to the shooter. He got run a few times and was really sharp. Made some big saves in the third period. In the second period, he had only six to make, and he stopped five. Made all 12 in the third period where the Jets actually outshot the Leafs to turn that around. But Freddie Anderson was certainly a star in this game against the Winnipeg Jets. So I promised to hand out some Yes Guy Awards and some No Guy Awards, and the No Guy Awards aren't very numerous. There's only a few. So let's go. The Yes Guy Award right away to Team Chemistry. You have to like how this team looks. It's, you know, in the past, there were individuals that were leading the way, but now when you watch them play, it's like you're seeing the whole unit. doesn't matter what line's out there. They're doing the right stuff, and, and that wasn't the case. You would notice the difference in play 
in the lines in the past. And these, these guys, uh, each line complements the other. And that's great news. The poise, you know, the game in, in Ottawa and the game in Winnipeg, those were in the past uh, games that the Leafs would have struggled in. And even though the scoreboard is fairly tight it, to watch the games, it wasn't. Uh, there's a late goal by Ottawa that makes it close in this game. The, the one that we're talking about recently, the game against Winnipeg 3-1 is not a blowout, but the Leafs did dominate for huge chunks of that game, and it just sort of whet the appetite for what can happen next. So Yes Guy Award to Team Chemistry. Uh, yes Guy Award to the team for poise and pace of play. Uh, they seem to know exactly what to do. There are you know minor mess-ups, and they still seem to end up in the Leafs' net, but but this is not a it's not a yard sale of mess-ups. Uh, it's inadvertent, and so their 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 pace of play is fast. They look really dynamic. They move that puck around, and of course, as anybody will tell you, if you have the puck more times than not, you're going to look faster because you can't. If you're chasing it, you look slow. I just yes, guy to the team for how they look, the team chemistry, the poise, and pace of play. Uh, individually, it's easy to go through this. I mean, there isn't anybody who, who doesn't deserve a yes guy. They've all done a nice job. First of all, the captain, John Tavares, gets a yes guy. He is off to a great start and looks rejuvenated, looks actually younger out there, certainly faster. Um, you know, we talked about the lines earlier. And in terms of the forwards, Austin Matthews is a dynamic player to watch on a nightly basis. Mitch Marner, Nylander has been in and out, uh, wasn't particularly great in the Winnipeg game, but had his moments earlier. Uh, the emergence of the Kerfoot-Hyman and the KF line, all worthy of Yes Guy awards. The blue line, I mean, I could just go on and on and, and hand out 20 of these things. So uh, you get the drift of where I'm going there. In terms of the, the No Guy awards, I'm just going to say No Guy to Aaron Dell having been playing by New Jersey. It's unfortunate that they had to lose him. Uh, but that's just the, that's the price of trying to move somebody off your roster and onto the, the taxi squad. So no guy goes to the salary cap and uh, the foot off the gas problem in game two. That's an absolute no guy for the Maple Leafs to have to say that is unfortunate, but at least they did respond. So the Leafs are looking really good. Three and one is their record. Uh, but also when you look at their schedule ahead, I mean, this is a lot of this stuff is non-negotiable. So two games against Edmonton later this week at home, Wednesday and Friday. On January 24th, they go to Calgary for two. Then they go on to Edmonton for two. And then they come home for three against Vancouver. That is a heavy schedule, but everybody has that issue. They're all in division, in division games. So, you know, if you flip it around, everybody has a schedule like that. But the good news is the Leafs were able to win their last two games in regulation. Uh, they have one regulation loss and an overtime win. They sit at 3-1 and one and are very good. Let's get further analysis now, bringing our guest today, the former Leafs assistant general manager, Bill Waters. That real Bill Waters is the Twitter account. So last night against yep. Winnipeg, at home to Winnipeg, and sometimes it's hard to know where these games are played since we're all remote, but I thought that was the best effort, team effort that the Leafs have come up with in some time. How about you? Yeah, I like the, the way they're playing the game, the way they have to play to beat the good teams. And it's always a good measure when you've got a team like Winnipeg, which is not supposed to be as good, and you come up with a 2-1 game with an open netter. I, I, I just uh, They've tightened up their defense significantly since their first game in Ottawa. That's for sure. And that's a good sign, and, and hopefully 
it'll only get better. Yeah, what I liked was, if you go back over the last two games, I mean, there's dominant play, and this is where the Leafs used to get off the bus in the past, was they dominate, end up with one goal, and then couldn't sit on it. And I'm not saying they sat on it in either game, but they dominated, and they don't end up with much in the scoreboard to show for it, but they seem to be able to play through that now, don't they? Well, I think they're playing, they're trying to play a different game, and, and uh, they're not taking they're taking their scoring chances as they come, but they're not forcing them. And when you force them, that's when you get turnovers, that's when you get situations going the other way. And it doesn't take too many of those to put you into the game. So I think they're playing a more conservative offensive approach, which will result in fewer goals, but might result in wins like last night. In spite of the score, the Leafs seem to be in control throughout the game. And that's all it takes unless you take unnecessary offensive chances and find yourself in a hole going the other way with that situation. And they, they, have restricted those, they have restricted those significantly. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, and you know, to your point, uh, they're not gambling offensively, but what they're still guilty of is, uh, you know, just bad plays in their own zone. I mean, last night, the game against Winnipeg, they had the 2 nothing lead. And they just, right after that goal, they couldn't get out of their own zone. There had to be two or three fumbles, including a shot in their own goal by themselves. And Connor eventually scored. And that was just a regrettable 30 seconds that cost them. Yes, yeah. It's not something that is uncommon with the Leafs. It wasn't that big a deal last night, although it could have been. Uh, I don't know that Winnipeg is ready to challenge for a playoff spot uh, in this decision, but uh, still well-coached. They play a strong, disciplined game, and the Leafs were able to play with them head-to-head, and notwithstanding one egregious error, they uh, they were able to uh, get the two points. And, uh, with a 56-game schedule, two points is the key. Every time you get two points, you're moving ahead. I'd like your take on a couple of the Leafs. Austin Matthews has one and three for four points so far, which is his goal scoring is off. That's not a concern. I, I, this guy's a dominant player and uh, looks a lot sharper, if you will. And, and I think, you know, in the past, I would have rated him as a uh, sort of a, a winger slash center because you had to set him up. He's learned to distribute, hasn't he? Oh, sure. Well, he's a, he's a gifted talent. I mean, he, I think they have to ascertain how they want him to play and what they're going to be happy with. And the sooner they get to the realization that they want Austin Matthews to play them in the playoffs. That's his first challenge. If he gets 57 goals on the way, that's fine. But he's got to start assuming some leadership. And I can see him starting to do some of the grunt work, which is what you're referring to. And so he's not scoring as much, but he's sticking his nose in and he's playing the game the way you play as a leader on a team that has a playoff position and advancement in the secondary case uh, on their on their order card. And they're not going anywhere without Matthews doing the things that he has to do to be a leader on that team. Uh, John Tavares looks uh, sharper uh, and uh, appears faster. I think they all look a little faster, don't they? Yes, and I don't know why, other than they weren't ready to play last season. Why would they be faster? Maybe faster than in the in the dome earlier. I, I think a lot of them, like uh, 
Nylander, who's a propensity for coming into camp not ready to play, and it, it appears to be ready this time. Uh, it's they, they, I think they learned a lesson in the bubble. They, they should never have lost to Columbus, no matter how you look at it. The only way they did was they were out, outcoached and outmanaged. The personnel on each team should equate to a league victory, and it didn't. And it has to this time, because if not, the group that's doing it now won't have to worry about doing it next time. Yeah, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad you went down that road of the coach, because I, I think he's done a nice job, certainly in the last two games. You know, he's, he's tightened things up. I like the way he rolls things. I like the way he mixes and matches. And, you know, Spezza, uh, you know, was put on waivers and cleared, so can stay with the Leafs. He was 7-3 and three in the faceoff dot in the game against Winnipeg, 10-0 and 0 in the second game against Ottawa. And basically, you know, the the 11 forward, 7 defenseman unit, uh, the 7th defenseman didn't play a whole bunch, but it kind of worked, didn't it? Yes, it did. Uh, well, you know what? They've gotten good mileage out of Spezza. I wondered what they were doing when they put him on waivers because he, he has made uh, an impact on each game he's played in, whether it's an assist, whether it's domination in the face-off circle, whether it's his contribution to the second power play unit. He's made a lot more of a contribution than at least half of the team. That doesn't deserve the, to, for, for waivers, but obviously it's, a, it's a, an internal setup that's now they can, they can play more than one, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's uh, cap flexibility is, is how they described it. And so he could be moved onto the uh, the taxi squad now and not have to clear waivers because he already has. Okay. But, I mean, he's you know he's got a relevant role out there in the face-off, Dot. I don't know why you wouldn't want to play him. Yeah, that, that's that, – that's what was the purpose of all this? Not that we, are, we expect to, to, to get uh, a, a clear uh, explanation, but – it doesn't make a lot of sense. He was he was contributing significantly, and to clear him so he can you can send him to the taxi squad is something that would have disrupted that whole team because if they watch him play, you and I watch him play. He doesn't deserve to be sent to the minors. He may at some point, and if that's how much foresight uh, Dubas has, then he's a lot smarter than he's appeared to me. Yeah, we're all going to get degrees in how to manage a cap over the next probably week or so at the least because they said this was just the start and there had to be several more moves. So I don't know where this is going, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, but in terms of, of okay, in terms of the forward unit, I mean, there's uh, it's got great chemistry. The lines are complementary to each other. And the thing that I I noticed last night was you get the idea they're playing for each other as opposed to looking over their shoulder, figuring out who's going to lead the way. Yeah, well, that, that goes back to the Austin Matthews theory. He has to be more than a guy you set up to score goals. He has to be more than a guy you want to get 60 goals. He's the guy you want to lead your team to the playoffs. And it may necessitate a slight change in style of play. And that may cut down on his goals in the short term. But what Austin Matthews has at stake is his reputation as a leader on the team. And he's progressed and obviously has spent time evaluating what he has to do in order to make a more significant contribution, the lead team goal, as opposed to any individual goals that he has. And I hope that he's not 
tied to a performance bonus when you're making 11 million hard up. Uh, I like the blue line. You know, they've done some major work there. I, I like the chemistry of, of the uh, the pairings, and I like how they play as as a six or in the case of last night a seven man unit. There's some talent back there. Well, uh, if you watch the Ottawa game on Friday night, you'd have a hard time finding it. And they came back Saturday, which was the important thing, and played so much better. I mean, Brody was awful. Um, What's his name? 44. So he's just as bad. They were both minus four. Riley, yeah. Zach, yeah, Zach, the Gaussian was not very good. And they, you've got to get those. The, the defensemen that you're paying four to five to six million bucks, you better make sure that they can play defense. And I was beginning to wonder about Brody, but his game on Friday, on Saturday, after a bad game on Friday, it was a good comeback game for him, and he played extraordinarily well. Now, hopefully, uh, the one on Friday was a flip, and uh, we'll see as they go. Yeah, I mean, you know, when Friday's a good example of, of what's been wrong with the Leafs uh, in the past, in that their their best players were not their best players. In fact, you may actually say their best players were their worst players. And just looking at the sheet here, uh, Riley and Brody were combined minus seven in that game. Austin Matthews minus three, Simmons minus three, Joe Thornton minus three. I mean that that simply put could not happen, and they they rebounded nicely. So maybe they had to learn the lesson the hard way. Well, and they got they can't get too excited about their accomplishments. And uh, I'm I'm going against Cliff Clutcher's theory. Very simply put, Jimmy, don't critique the wins, and I'm not doing that. I'm just saying that when you beat Ottawa and you beat Winnipeg, you haven't made the playoffs. Both are non-playoff teams. And if you've beaten Philadelphia twice, you haven't made the playoffs. But it's a more realistic evaluation of what you've got. They've got Edmonton coming up, and I don't know. I mean, who do you, what do you think Edmonton's going to do? One game that gets blown out, it's, it's very much up in the air. So the Leafs just have to keep winning. I mean, it looks to me like Montreal and the Leafs are going to be the two better teams in the Canadian division. And uh, they've already shown us that they're very evenly matched. And a 5-4 overtime win was not indicative of the play, but the Leafs won too bad. Well, actually, when I look at Edmonton, Bill, you may agree or disagree with this. I, I, I actually appreciate the Maple Leafs because they're both supposed to be similar in how they're building. But I think the Leafs have done a much better job of repairing their blue line and solidifying their goaltending. And, and I'm sure uh, uh, Oilers fans would argue with me, but I'd rather have the Leaf roster than the Edmonton one right now. Well, I don't know. I don't want to argue with you about that. Some pretty good players to give up on, but their defense and goaltending has been putrid for years. It's a challenge. Uh, to Kenny Holland to have made an appropriate change. He's not even three games in, and he's uh, one goal he's down. Uh, he's trying to get his old goal for Detroit to unretire and come and play. That's a, those are desperation moves. We'll see what they got when the Leafs play them. And the Leafs know that that defense is where they're going to have to make hay. And I think the Leafs' forecheck looks solid. And if they keep in mind what they're trying to do, is a disrupt the offense and the flyaway that uh, that, that they have that Ottawa, that Edmonton has, and not get yourself caught 
in an odd man situation going the other way. So it, I, I think the conservatism that has become a part of the last two games at least uh, is something that the Leafs should keep at and, and uh, work through the system because that's what's going to put them in the playoffs. But more importantly, that might give them a chance of winning the round. This schedule is, I'd like your thoughts on the schedule, at least this week at home to Edmonton twice, uh, Sunday in Calgary, and then next week in Calgary for another, then on to Edmonton for two, then come back for three against Vancouver. Oh, my. That's, I mean, regardless of what shape the other teams are in, that's grueling, isn't it? Yeah, well, I assume when you say because they have Edmonton twice here in, in Calgary, and then they go out to Calgary and play well, twice on the way back. Two, Yeah, two at home to Edmonton. Two in Calgary, two in Edmonton, oh, two in- and, and then three at home to Vancouver. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's that's good. That, that'll give you a better indication of where the uh, Scotiabank Division stands after that series is gone, because Vancouver's a team that's going to challenge. Calgary uh, has been up and down, but I still think could be in the top four in the playoffs, and uh, Winnipeg is Winnipeg, and. and uh, you got Montreal and Toronto. There's really two others that are going to make it. And if you wanted to pick them now, you'd probably pick uh, Vancouver and uh, maybe Calgary. I don't know. Calgary's goaltending is going to have to be like Vancouver's goaltending was last year. It's the same guy. He's going to have to save the same, save his team as he did last year. Uh, last night's. I want to go back to last night's game. Uh, Kerfoot. Hyman and Mikheyev. Hyman had 10 shots on goal in that game, and I thought uh, for the Leafs' third line, uh, that was their best moment. It, it looks like they're, they're developing something there. Well, they surely are, so they should. They've taken a, a, a full-time second-line player off of it to give themselves linear balance, and good for them. I think it's more important that you get some balance on your third line so that when you send three lines out, there's not an apparent difference among and between the three of them. They're pretty close. Uh, they still have uh, areas to fill there, but if Nylander can uh, play the way he's supposed to and, and uh, uh, is uh, starting to go, uh, Tavares is the one that impresses me, and we still haven't figured out why, but I think he might have hit the nail on the head. Uh, he's skating better, and that's, that's his Achilles heel, but he obviously is in better shape. We heard all summer that that's what he was doing. So uh, he's, he's important. And then you've got Austin Matthews. And uh, you've got uh, uh, the, the other uh, line that uh, uh, is going to score for you as well. So I, I like I like Kerfoot. Uh, I think that if he's playing with better players, he will be a more than adequate third center. And when you've got uh, Spetsa doing what he's doing, he can jump in and out. I mean, I, I like the four-line balance, really. You know, I think it's a lot better than... And they've got two guys that are questionable. Mikhail and the other the other Russian, Baranov. I mean... They, oh, Barabanov, yeah. Yeah, Barabanov, yeah. Yeah, yeah Barabanov's a uh, uh, question mark for me. Mikhail has... You know, when you watch him play, it just it's like a, watching a guy grow into his body. He's got that big wingspan... And there's going to be a year, I don't know when it is, where it's all going to come together. But he, he covers a lot of ice, has good meals, good hockey sense. He's just not, uh, I guess he hasn't grown into his body yet. 
well, he's 25. You better tell him that he has. So he better see <laughs> things stop. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting. What do you think of the, the goaltending? I mean, Freddie Anderson played a good game last night, and Jack Campbell certainly played a good game on Saturday. I didn't like Freddie in the first two, but, uh, you know, it takes time. Of all the positions, the goalies and the refs, that has to be a real chore to get, get that uh, rhythm established. Well, yeah, I, and, you know, Campbell didn't have a lot of work, but he was there when they needed him, and uh, a win's a win. Uh, so he'll probably go uh, in one of the Edmonton games, I would think. Uh, I, I've never been a Noah Anderson guy like him. I think he's had moments where he's been apparently weak, and that does discourage him. But uh, Freddie Anderson's the guy that's going to carry him. I mean, he's, he's going to be the guy that wins you the first round. So you better not be playing with any other ideas. And once Freddie gets the field, he'll he'll be fine. I don't think they have a the goaltending problem, that's for sure. And you can't say that about any team that they're going out to play now, uh, or not going out, but having him down now. I've got inadequate goaltending and, and a, a weaker defense. So they're... Bill, overall, we don't want to anoint anything. I mean, it's four games in, they're 3-1. and one. It looks good uh, based on the win against Ottawa and how they did it and the win against Winnipeg and how they did it. There's a there's a progression there, and there just seems to be um, a, a lot more chemistry and, and some maturity, a lot more maturity, actually, in, in their approach. And, and I mean, that's that in itself is very positive, isn't it? Yes, it is, as long as you, um, as long as you evaluate the opposition. And the teams that they will be playing <clears throat> this week with Edmonton and just finishing uh, with uh, Winnipeg and double Ottawa, there, there hasn't been a great challenge. And that's in all due respect to both those teams. But uh, I'd like to see them you know, get, their, get their feet wet again with Montreal, play Montreal in, in, uh, in the Centre Bell and see how they do that. I, I, I'm not... I'm not convinced yet that they can do anything but make the playoffs. And unfortunately for them, that will not be good enough. So they're really building so that they can advance. And if they're going to advance, the players that have to take them there are in no particular order. But the goaltender, Anderson, the center, Iceman, both Tavares and Austin Matthews have to be good. And then your defense has to follow up. And based on only one game of that of this four, their defense is not very good. But the last two, they played well. So it will be interesting to see whether, as you as you mentioned, they can carry that forward against Edmonton, beat, beat them two more times. Now you got five wins in the bag. You're in pretty good shape. So uh, I'm not going to jump early, but I know one thing: three and one is better than zero and four. Well, you know, three and one's a good start. What I like is they seem to be able to shift gears, and, and I think uh, in all the years we've talked, especially with this core, they they never seemed, you know, as, as in the old schedule where every month it would be you'd have to elevate your game. They never seemed to 
elevate their game in the past during the regular season, and I'm seeing that after four games. Would you agree? Yeah, I, well, I think they've. I think there's been an attitudinal change. Only Dubas and uh, Keith can Keith can tell us that. But they win the game against Montreal for the third period comeback. They win the game against Ottawa. The same. They go into Ottawa and play a very solid game, one goal game in their building, and didn't didn't give up the vaunted bad goal or two quick ones in the route. And then they could come home, and I thought they played a very solid man-to-man. Listen, we're not going to give you much, so we're trying to get one more than you, and they did. And uh, that's a good sign. So out of out of the first four-game package, you're three and one. There's no reason to put criticize from our standpoint. I think they have obvious holes, but um, the glaring defensive hole that showed up last Friday night was a great concern to me, but that seems to have been abated a little. Bill, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Okay, Jimmy, be good. Yep, talk to you next week. to thank our guest bill waters former leafs assistant general manager nice of him to stop by and just to set the record straight the location of these games i do all my work remotely now instead of going to the game so sites can be confused leafs won at home to montreal and then went to ottawa for two lost the first won the second and at home to winnipeg on monday night for the victory looking ahead leafs at home to edmonton wednesday and friday of this week in calgary on sunday they stay in calgary for another then head to Edmonton for two, then come back home for three against Vancouver. Yikes, what a schedule that is. We'll talk again Friday for episode four of Leafs Guy. Thanks for stopping by. 